Hey everyone, welcome back to Journey the podcast. I am your host Harsh Vaghani and today I am accompanied with a very intelligent guest. He's probably going to be a co-host for some of the episodes in the future, but today I've invited him as a guest in the show. Also, he is the first guest of Journey the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, he has won the Devang Mehta IT award, which is awarded to a handful of students who are top notch in a university. He's always been in the top 3 of his entire engineering journey with an average CGPA of over 9. He's my friend, my colleague with utmost love and respect introducing Rushab Shah. Hello guys. Hey, I hope you are all well. Uh, that was a lot of praise to be honest and I don't think I deserve that. But anyways, thanks for all all that. and yeah so today i'm here with harsh uh, who is like the first person who i met uh, in my uh, office he is the first person who i have met since i have joined the company and we are colleagues and we have been working together since yes and it has been like really great working with you rushab so guys just to give you a brief context we've been together in the training we've been working in the assignments that had been assigned to us in the training together also fortunately we have been assigned in the same team as well so we've had a couple of projects in which we were working together and honestly it was really fun working with rushab there's a lot of things that i've learned from him as i already mentioned he is one of the highly intelligent person that i've ever met so yeah just to give you a brief about what we do in the company is that we have we are working as a business analyst at an mnc and uh, seeing today's topic man finding a job during pandemic you really are opening up old wounds don't you think honestly yes man that was a, like the worst nightmare that i've ever had that entire year to be honest 2020 it was a hell of a year honestly yeah it was for everyone indeed but if you see like especially for us those who had to find a job during this period it has been like really burdensome and it was some of the worst days i have experienced in my life same man same um i would want to know more about the graduation part since you are from gujarat university and i'd heard that you guys had your exams like way before we had like the mumbai university had so how was your overall graduation experience yeah so to be honest my graduation experience was really good uh, it was a decent four years that i spent during my bachelors and mm-hmm. i completed my bachelors in computer engineering mm-hmm. and uh, since we are specifically talk, talking about the pandemic period so during that we had our last semester exams remaining and it was really like uh, something which we had never experienced because to be honest uh, our exams got postponed twice and uh, ultimately it wasn't decided whether it would be offline or online but there was so much of delay and then ultimately we ended up giving online exams which turned out to be a boon for us mm. uh, because everyone ended up scoring really good and i myself scored a 10 pointer on that so that's something which yes. was a blessing in disguise absolutely man and when you talk about your exams getting postponed i can relate to that at a 
at the next level because in Mumbai University, so initially it was decided that uh, we have eight semesters in engineering. It, it's like common for every engineering in, in every university in India. So initially it was decided that the average of our seven semesters would be the actual score of our eighth semester and everyone would be promoted. Literally on that day, my WhatsApp was flooded. My Insta was flooded. Everyone was just posting stories of getting promoted without giving exams. And little did we know that the next morning we wake up, it's going to be um, like a disaster. We then come to know that, no, you cannot be promoted without giving an exam. And so we were like just so happy one night and the next morning we wake up and it's like, you'll be have, having to give the exams. And then this case was like escalated to the Supreme Court or High Court, I guess. And then finally we had to give, give the exam. So yes, I totally get it when you say the exams were getting postponed and we were even unsure about whether the exams would be happening or no. Yeah, exactly. And the same happened for us as, as well. Like our exams were also hanging in balance because of the cases that were going on in Supreme Court. And once once really unimaginable thing happened, we had our exams scheduled for tomorrow. And today we got to know that uh, the exams would be postponed through news oh. channels. So that oh. was really a heartbreaking moment for all because we already had studied the entire syllabus twice. And seeing that it gets postponed just one day before it really is annoying and it's really tiresome. God, that is something disastrous. So we were lucky enough that we didn't have such scenario like when we are just getting to know that tomorrow we have our exams and one day before we get a text that you don't have the exam. That is something that nobody wishes to have. Yeah, it's the worst that can happen Absolutely. to any student. And for a student like you, who's like consistently getting over nine pointers, I understand the efforts that you've been putting into studies. And just a day before the exam, we come to know that the exams are not happening. It's like a nightmare that no one would be ever wanting. Exactly. Also, I, I have this one question. Um, this is out of curiosity. Even I'll so, be answering the same question. How were your college faculties during this pandemic time? Were they supportive? Were they coordinative? Like, were they able to coordinate the messages in your WhatsApp group or like the group where you have? Yeah, definitely. Uh, they were really supportive. And I feel mm. that we have, we, we are really lucky to have them because uh, during this pandemic period, uh, they were constantly guiding us through what should be done, what should not be done. And regarding not only exams, but even the mental health or physical health, or, which is an important part during such a period where you don't have much hope. Uh, everything was looking really grim, but uh, they, they were like constantly messaging us, giving us some uh, really nice uh, articles to read and everything was really good. So they were really supportive. Wow. That is something new for me because honestly, um, I wouldn't say that it is a faculty's fault because even they were unsure whether our exams are going to be happening or no. So like we had to text them like about five to six messages uh, and then they would reply like, okay, we are communicating with the senior members of a college or the university and we'll let you know, like students of Mumbai University had a big hassle for this exam because we were unsure that uh, what's going to happen to us. Yeah, so as far as this part is concerned, they were just of a 
they were just of one opinion that uh, no matter what happens no matter what the case outcomes would be or mm-hmm. which way the case would go you just focus on your exams and you just keep in mind that you have to give exams no matter what and mm-hmm. in case if something happens wherein you get the aggregate of the previous seven semesters then it's mm-hmm. uh, something which is uh, which is a bonus for you you don't need to worry about that but you focus on what's going to happen yes but uh Yes, I would like to add to the point. Um, as I mentioned earlier, that it wasn't even a faculty's fault because they were also not aware about what's going to be the outcome of this pandemic exam situation. But as far as the support is concerned, I think we received a next level support from our faculties during our vivas, during our final year project submission. They were all so helpful, and they understood that students. are not in a state to give an exam with like full presence because even they know that what students are going through during this pandemic so the support of theirs during the vivas and the project submission was remarkable um that was something that i would really appreciate my teachers for yeah exactly and we all know that taking online lectures has really been a herculean task for all the teachers absolutely we, it's yeah. been a nightmare for teachers i would like to say and uh, it's also a fault of some for some students who are like so mischievous that they do not understand the point of view of the teachers that they try to trouble their teachers god yeah. it's so disturbing man yeah we have read about some of the online bloopers on video calls yes. and all like shweta mute your call like what was <laughs> even that bro? it was the most hilarious video call yeah it was the highlight of the year i guess absolutely yeah okay so rusha moving on to the point after graduate oh, by the way when did you guys have your last exam oh we gave our last exam around june july and we got a result in a months thereafter wow that is amazing because we guys had our exam i think in a last paper was in november and oh, we that's quite late i guess yes man and we also like got the results within a span of like i think one month um i think it was in october yes if i'm not wrong Our exams ended in October, and we had our results in November. Yes, that was the case. But then, still, June to October, it's like a four-month gap that we had. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So now, talking on the topic that happened after the graduation, right? So you must be knowing, and everyone listening to this podcast, I want to tell you guys that. Engineers, when they graduate, the next thing that they want to look for is start hunting for jobs. And basically, what happens is there are a lot of companies that visit our campuses. Um, that is called as on-campus placement. They take the interviews, they take the tests, and then students are placed in from the college itself. So in our college, I think a few of the companies had come in the seventh semester in two thousand nineteen when things were like pretty normal. But in twenty twenty. after the companies had to visit our college for placements but then because of this corona thing every company withdrew their applications and then we were left like uh, it was a terrible situation i would like to say so how was the placement scenario in your college rushab uh, to be honest if i uh, recall correctly 
the placements mm-hmm. in our colleges were usually done by sixth or seventh seventh semester because normally the hiring starts when you are already in sixth semester, mm-hmm. and if uh, not full time, still the internships are being awarded to students in sixth semester, okay. and which are converted into full time opportunities. So I guess b- before the pandemic, many students were placed. To be honest, but some of them they. uh they they were struggling to find jobs when uh because they were left with they did not uh, take the jobs earlier so after the pandemic began uh, it was difficult for some people to find jobs so yes this is something that the students listening to this podcast must understand that if there's a company visiting your college you should at least apply for that company I know that there's a rule in our college, and I think it is even in yours that if a student gets placed in a company, then he's like blacklisted from all the upcoming companies, and he cannot appear for the companies, even if they're offering a package which is higher than the company that they have received. Is it the same rule in your university? Oh yeah, it's the same for us as well. Yes, this is one rule which you know a few students think that if I get placed into this company. then i would not be able to sit for other opportunities but guys you need to make sure that you at least get placed in one company and the earlier you get placed in one company in, in your college the better chances you have of applying off campus like i and rushab we both have got this opportunity we both have got this placement off campus it wasn't on campus right yeah exactly you must you all must must be wondering that we, since we are talking about getting jobs on campus how did we get jobs off campus yeah we'll come to that point as well later in this episode but um, i to be honest i wasn't eligible for most of the companies because i had a bad cgpa i had a cgpa of about like 6 to 6.2 and the minimum cgp required for the most of the mncs was over 6.75 which is like 60 percentage so because of my cgpa i wasn't really able to sit in the company and that was something that i could have worked or like could have done better but it's okay i found it off campus but if you are fortunate enough or like if you are hard working enough that you have a cgp of over 7 or something like that you should definitely apply for on campus placements because that is something that will give you a relief and then you can apply off campus without any mental disturbance or like mental pressure yeah exactly and i just want to make sure that uh, you guys understand this because searching jobs on campus i believe is one of the easiest and if not easiest one of the straightforward ways to secure a decent job Absolutely. and believe me applying off campus is not a easy task and it's really tiresome and you have to put in a lot of efforts as compared to the on cap uh, finding an on campus job yes uh, so like even if you see the math of on campus versus off campus so on campus means the company visits your college they are just interviewing your batch so you have a competition of like let's say 100 or 150 students of your college whereas off campus it's on a national level so literally there are thousands of students like you are applying for the same post so you can actually see the competition uh, between on and off campus yeah exactly and one more thing to add here is that when you uh, apply on campus 
uh, the company uh, companies they know that you are still a fresher so they do not expe uh, expect much from you in terms of previous experience but when you apply off campus you will be in a pool where you will have co uh, competitions from national level as well as those who are highly experienced for a particular job role yes that is that is absolutely true man um so we would be moving on a topic that i think was really important for both of us and that helped us get an off campus job so rushab um tell me about how did your day go in the lockdown period when you was hunting for job and like what did your day look like in general so like if if i start from the very beginning when the pandemic began and the lockdown was in effect uh, initially since our exams were remaining and we had our eighth semester ongoing so we almost like most of our time went into studies and all but once the exams were completed uh, for some time it it was re like really relaxing because you had a break after a long time but then i started to feel really lethargic and it was like uh, we were not able to go anywhere out and we just have to sit at our homes and uh, stick to our either our mobiles or televisions so then it's it really started becoming boring yeah that is something that i'm really worried about because you know the upcoming batches of engineering or like any field they are used to online lectures and online classes and we all know that we never give 100% of attention in online classes and then this would lead to a batch who are like lazy asses you know like this going to be a batch of lazy students yeah exactly yeah so same with me like um, in 2020 there was a big boom in tiktok Uh, if you remember yes. Rushav, like everywhere TikTok was trending. Yeah, uh, who would not remember that? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so yes, I was actually trying my luck out on TikTok, and that's why I used to make about like five to six TikToks in a day. Also making a uh, quite quite a few of YouTube videos, and that is how I spend most of the time in lockdown. This was, I think, in from March and April. up till like june and then in july we had to shift to bhavnagar because of the rains and the leakage in the house and then i spent two months over there yeah that's nice uh, one one yeah uh, it was huh. one incident that i would like to mention like it it's a short one uh, maybe it's interesting i don't know uh, but uh, like during lockdown uh, if i like i'll be uh, speaking really frankly that i was overweight uh, so in lockdown i i made a pact that no matter what i have to lose weight and uh, uh, i was able to do so to a great extent and uh, the funny thing here is i have heard many people during like in this lockdown they were really gaining weight all of them like many people just uh, they they were putting on weight but the, the thing was completely different for me it was 180 degree and uh, i i was able to actually lose weight so yeah that that was one thing that really worked in my oh, favor my god oh wait a minute how much weight did you lose like you remember a figure yeah it's it it is approximately 18 wow that is amazing man Yeah, I, I think we should be doing a podcast on how to lose a weight during the lockdown. That would blow up, I guess. 
yeah exactly <laughs> we can like i can give a good deal good amount of tips wow so guys you know if you want to have some lockdown weight loss tips you know where you need to follow and which podcast you need to listen to <laughs> yeah sure shamelessly unplugging myself yeah if we get enough requests i'll be more than happy to share my secrets absolutely Although they are not much of a secret but yeah anyways yeah but that is something that is really appreciable because uh, i myself have gained a lot of weight during the lockdown just by eating and sleeping oh god yeah exactly that that's what i mentioned like it mm. was something which was which has worked completely different for me hmm yeah so apart from uh, the weight loss thing uh, how were you preparing yourself as far as the skill set is concerned to get an off campus job yeah so i i took up many of the online courses and i tried to complete each and every and i tried to build up my skills from that and simultaneously i started applying to various companies on their portals mm-hmm. and uh, then there were interview schedule i gave some entrance tests mm-hmm. uh, programming tests so there was a lot of thing which uh, happened during that time uh, mm-hmm. just after the exams and we got exams were over and we got our results oh okay so like can you mention the specific courses or the specific skills that you were working on yeah so uh, as far as my interests are aligned i took up machine learning course mm-hmm. then i took up a data science course uh, then i also enrolled in deep learning course neural networks so that's part of uh, like what what i was interested in mm. and i wanted my skills to build up so i i, I went for that okay so um before starting of this course was there like a point that hit you and you were like okay now i'm just done with my engineering now i need to work on my skills or like was it natural that you just wanted to study more and just out of curiosity you wanted to do this courses to be honest like i during even during my engineering and mm-hmm. my graduation i had completed one or two courses Uh, but uh, during that time we did not get enough uh, bandwidth uh, to you know study extra and uh, build up extra skills yes. but then after uh, our exams were completed and we had a decent amount of time so i thought maybe why not put it into something productive hmm yeah makes sense so if i go to tell about my like preparation strategy so as i mentioned that in the lockdown i went to bhavnagar and uh, i think in september month i came uh, to mumbai back so what happened in bhavnagar was i started applying for jobs in bhavnagar like the local companies or like uh, just like normal jobs that would pay me a decent amount for a couple of months and over there i realized that my worth is not even like 4 to 5k uh, i know this is something that is ridiculous but in bhavnagar they only pay you because of your experience and not because of your skills so if you are like let's say 35 or 40 year old and if you do not have knowledge even as much as i do you would be paid more just because you are having that age factor so that was like the hit in my life which i got i'm like okay i am not at all worth anything and then i literally came back 
and i was like now i need to stop making youtube videos now i need to stop making tiktoks and all i need to focus on is a skill developing skill set so the skill that i took is web development i started learning html css javascript which are the basics of uh, web development along with that i had a good command over java language and that's why i even uh, started pro- solving problems on hacker rank and hacker or geeks for geeks these are like the most of the most used websites for an engineer uh, so i used to do at least like three to four problems on them and also focus on developing websites uh, i okay, so uh, there is this one really curious question from me yeah as i know that your uh, your background is not computer engineering right yeah so i really want to know how was the transition like how did you do that <laughs> this is one of the most funniest question you know in interview this question had been asked to me ample of times and every single time i had to lie um fortunately this is not an interview so i can be honest Uh, so what happened is we are allocated seats or like the branches in terms of our cet score which we have that's an entrance exam and my scores were not that good that i could get a seat into it that's why i had to you know select a seat select a branch and a good college or select it stream and a bad college so i chose for option 1 my college was a decent it was it, it it's a good college i would say but the branch it isn't it did not align with me as well and that's the main reason i got like very less cgpa in my engineering so the transition i think it happened in semester 2 when i took a java course it it was an oracle certification course that i had to pay about 20k like 12k was for the course and uh, about 8 to 9k were for the certification i cleared so i am an oracle certified java developer and yeah wow. uh, yeah can you imagine there were like so many students who did not clear the exam and all of them and most of them got more pointers than me like more cgpa than me in their engineering and i'm like wow this is something that i should go ahead this is this is something that i should pursue more yeah so that was a moment of truth for you yeah and even i think in semester 2 we had a subject of structured programming approach in that we had c programming language that was the only subject in which i got uh extremely good marks i would say it i got about 80 out of 100 in that exam and in all the other papers i could barely even cross 70 so programming i loved it and that's where i knew that okay this ehcc field that's electronics and telecommunications is not for me i should deep dive more into programming yeah and uh, to be honest like uh, this shows the flexibility in our uh, system as well because normally like if you are from a different stream it's really difficult for you to secure a job in uh, an it field right but uh, here it gives you a wide scope i guess yeah absolutely i think that was turned into my favor and that is why i got a job so uh, yes after I, I, i'll continue with what i was saying um i started developing websites i started practicing problems on hacker rank like the prog- programming problems and i used to dedicate almost like 9 to 10 hours and as you mentioned that i'm not from the computer science background so i did lag into like you know 
some core subjects like operating systems, database management. So these were the subjects wherein I lagged. And so I knew that in, in order to secure a job in IT, I, I'd have to be more um, good with this thing, the competitive programming. And that's where I put my focus on. Uh, it was a hell of a journey. Yeah, I can understand. Like it's really, yeah. it must have been. Uh, so there's there's like an incident. I think it's a sad incident or like an eye-opening incident for me. Um, it, it, it was magical, I would be honest. So what happened is in the month of uh, November when I got my results out, there's an application in India which is called by the name as APNA, A-P-N-A, APNA Jobs. Uh, it, it, it's a basically a new application. Uh, I just saw its ad on YouTube and I'm like, okay, I need a job. So I'll download it. Mm. I download it. And then I see a job nearby me, which was for a Java developer. The skill sets definitely aligned with my profile. I went ahead with it. So it was basically a chartered accountancy firm in which they had developed a few, few products and they wanted to scale it up. It was basically a startup, three-year-old startup, and they wanted to scale it up and they wanted a developer for that. So I go over there, I interview for that. The pay that was written in the application was uh, 15K. I'm like, okay, 15K is enough for me as of now. So I go over there, I interview for it. I clear it because there was, there was a simple programming question that was asked to me. And what happens when I come to the salary part, um, the interviewer tells me that for the first three months, it's going to be a training period in which you'll be paid 10K a month. And then for the next nine months, you'll be paid 12K. And after a year, your salary would be revised. Little oh. did I know that this is a trap. But honestly, I was happy at that moment when he offered me the job. I come out of the office. I just, you know, uh, like Gujarati mind, I just calculate, okay, I'll be making this much in a year. I'll be using this much. Like, it's like a shake chili type. I make sure that this much will go into petrol, this much would go into traveling, this much would go into food. And I'm like, okay, I'll be accepting this job. I come home, I talk to my mom. My dad was in office. I talk to my mom, I talk to my brother. I tell them that, yes, I got this job and I'll be accepting it. And uh, my mom is like, wow, that's a good thing. But then my mom tells, just don't be in a hurry. Take your time, let him call first. And I'm like, okay, I'll wait for him. He asks me, like, what's your answer? And I tell him, I'll tell you tomorrow. Because uh, this is something that I learned. You should never be in a hurry or else your value would be reduced. This is something that I learned from that experience. And I was just about to tell him a yes. But then my dad's health, uh, it started uh, becoming worse. My dad fell sick. Uh, luckily, it wasn't Corona, but my dad was like, sick with fever and all these things. I think it was a viral fever. So I told him that I, I wouldn't be able to join this week as my dad is sick. So I would have to stay at home. And then after a week, I just, just random thoughts came into my head and I'm like, I don't want to take this job. It was actually, I went in for a walk. And at that moment, I just got this thoughts that, uh, listen, Harsh, 10,000 is not your, what you're worth. You should actually just, you know, study more so that you can get a better job. You can skip this as of now. Even if it, even if it takes you three months uh, to get a job, so three months is like 30,000 in that company, then you can easily earn that much in a month if you, you know, study well. And I'm like, okay. And then I tell him that I won't be, I reject the offer and all this kind of thing. 
and that was i think one of the best decision that i've ever made because if i had accepted that offer a god knows what situation would i have been yeah exactly and if you would have accepted that offer we would have never met i guess yeah honestly uh, since it was a startup there were not much people and since this is an mnc i'm really grateful that i met you rishab honestly because you are someone that i really look forward to because of your intelligence because of your you know dedication and uh, you really push me like we both do to each other when we are tired we are like okay get up we need to work on this we need to work on that and it's been a really great experience working with you rishab and yeah, i'm not and i'm the, i'm not just saying this because you are in the podcast but this is coming out of my heart yeah i can totally understand that and it, i have the same feelings as well Hmm. and uh, guys if i i'll just tell you something like whenever we work we also like whenever we get bored uh, we join on a call and we just work together so that we don't get uh, you know bored and we don't uh, feel like not working yeah absolutely that is like the vaccine for boredom <laughs> yeah exactly yes and the incident uh, that you have mentioned would surely enlighten many of our listeners and uh, it would really help them yes uh, i would like to emphasize on that just don't take a job because of desperation i if i would have joined it there was a bond for a year i wouldn't have been able to switch my job for at least a year um i just took a step back and now i'm at a better place just don't take something because of desperation this is something that i would like you guys to know yeah so you uh, you need to be patient and you you need to be self confident that uh, you will be able to get better than this you need to make certain tough decisions for yourself yeah man patience is the key so yes now the most important part the most popular part so as i mentioned that uh, we both got the off campus job right Yes. how did your off campus job hunt look like like you was i know we both have discussed it offline but i want you to tell this to our audience um the sites that you looked in the job for the experiences that you had with a particular offer or you know the websites that uh, give you jobs so just enlighten us with your experience in off campus job hunting yeah sure i'll be really glad to do that so while i was searching for jobs online i came across a few sites wherein we can uh, you know browse for online jobs which are posted by the employers and i logged into that fill up filled up my details and you know everything completed an entire profile mm. so after that i received an offer like i received many offers but uh, the thing was like uh, they were all data typing tasks uh, wherein they used to give you a handsome amount of money like allegedly uh, but uh, once we go through with that what would happen is they would ask you for some money for registration and uh, then i inquired with a few with few of my friends mm-hmm. and they said that all these things are really not fake and they are fraud and you should not be indulging in these things and so like i already uh, had a feeling that this wasn't the correct thing for me and it was something there was something fishy about it mm. uh, so 
uh, then i uh, no avoided that i just uh, did not go down that path anymore and then after that i started applying on the job portals of mm. the companies of various companies and uh, yeah uh yes this was same for me as well you know i used to get a call from i think team hr or shine shine com websites like these that okay so we are talking from so and so company and we can get you a job or like we can get you an interview fixed with the companies such as wipro tata accenture and all these big mncs and then they ask you to pay a registration fee of 2000 and then they tell you that it is a refundable amount guys this is a scam this is a scam <laughs> do not fall into traps like these you know because first of all any big mnc they clearly mention on the website that they do not have any third party company or third party website that can you know give them a job into that or even like uh, give them an interview in that company it's a terrible waste of money uh, like 2000 bucks is it's not a small amount i would say you shouldn't be to falling into traps like these and, and to be honest guys this doesn't stop here once you pay that amount they'll uh, as part of some uh, further procedure they'll ask you for more money and then once you have paid those 2000 rupees you feel like this is just 500 or this is just 1000 more rupees <laughs> and i'll be able to secure a job of say 30000 40000 50000 per month so you keep on doing that and ultimately you yeah. realize that uh, we are in a trap and we have lost quite a bit of money yeah it's just like going into a trap and then you cannot escape out of it so you shouldn't you you should just like cut the call when you hear that you need to pay someone this is the biggest trap in the job hunting i would say yeah and like uh, if you want then you can do some time pass with them instead of cutting your call you can ask <laughs> some questions funny questions to them and bore them actually <laughs> i was i think this was something that i did personally i was like why are you guys scamming us why are you guys scamming the students uh, and then that lady literally just cut the call after listening to me and i was like okay i'm going to waste your time because they're wasting my time <laughs> yeah exactly and that's how we need to deal with this people yeah these are like literally morons i would say yeah exactly So yes if you are if you want to apply for a job i think career website of the of a company is the best place but i know the conversion rate from there it is like really less so i would just suggest you guys to make connections on linkedin and you know have connections with the employees who are working in the company that you are targeting and just request them for a referral this is the most secure way and never pay for an interview guys your money is just gonna be wasted never pay for an interview yes exactly and also there are certain websites like uh, elitmus uh, they are totally legit so these companies they take a standardized test and mm. which is programming as well as technical and there are various companies which uh, posts their uh, positions open positions online Yeah. and it's completely legit and many of the good companies also hire from these uh, type of websites and they are legit yeah i think there's one more uh, i don't I, i'm not sure about its name i think it's aon cubes or like co cube something like that 
so elite mass co cube something uh, companies like these are legit so you're not paying them for an interview but you're paying them for a test or a score so these companies have a standardized test that let's say you get 80 out of 100 so companies who have a tie up with these firms they accept your uh, co cube score or they accept your elite mass score and you can have an advantage over the candidates who have not given the test i think these are legitimate but if there's any company that's asking you to pay for the interview just just cut the call yeah uh one uh no this thing people who are like not getting a job i think this is so common for them uh i would like you roshab to tell me about the if if there was like any kind of pressure from your house or the mental condition of yours uh while you were not getting a job during the lockdown yes yeah, so if i talk about myself then i was really not depressed but i was a uh, really nervous and i was i wasn't feeling well because i wasn't able to uh, get a job that i wanted and it was a desperate time for everyone uh, but i consider myself really lucky uh, because my family even though i was down i was nervous they always used to boost me up and they would be like uh, they would always be like uh, don't worry sooner or later you will be getting a good job and which would prove uh, which would be worthy for you hmm. that is i think true for me as well i think even i'm blessed with supportive parents they never really forced me to do something even when i told them that i don't want to do that 10000 job they happily told me it's your wish you, what whatever you have decided it's going to be good for you and we trust you so this is something that is real for me as well and it's a, i consider itself i consider it as one of the biggest blessing that i've ever received but there was a, there was something subconscious in my head you know like when i see my mom or when i see my dad uh, it is like uh, they have paid so much for my engineering uh, engineering in india is not that cheap it's a bit costly it's a bit expensive so even when i used to see my parents i'm like they have put on so much of money on me and now i'm just sitting homeless literally if i had to give you an analogy then i used to see myself as a stock that's just depreciating in value you see that like <laughs> someone's invested lakhs of money buying you buying your stock and then the prices are just falling and i was uh, this was a very tough time when i used to have like sleepless nights and what not but uh, yeah my parents were really supportive though but it's just my subconscious mind that didn't let me sleep peacefully and i think that was that is really necessary as well because i was not able to sleep peacefully i used to work hard the next morning and i was like okay now i need to do this i need to complete this code i need to de- solve these many problems uh, so yes a little bit of pressure is necessary in your life but taking a lot of it i don't think it's useful yeah and i feel it's quite natural to get uh, these type uh, these feelings yeah when you are sitting alone at your home and doing nothing but uh, and that's uh, basically because financial independence is a by product of maturity so whenever you wow. become mature you seem to have uh, the independent feeling that you want to do everything on your own 
whether it is financially because your parents have done that for your entire life mm. and now it's on you to take care of yourself and in near future take care of them as well yeah so that's pretty natural absolutely that was like that was very sad uh, that was very sad bro honestly it was a very good line that you mentioned yeah so now coming on to the feeling that you had when you landed a job when you got the offer letter or let's say you got a confirmation call that you have been selected how was that moment for you rishab yeah it was actually really great because the recruitment you're blushing was... <laughs> you're blushing right now <laughs> yeah 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 because i'm you know recalling all those things there's a picture in front of me right now same same yeah so... continue yeah so our recruitment process was really long and after that when you get a job when you know that you have cleared all the hurdles uh, you get a different feeling altogether and to be honest it was uh, it was my first job so everyone would be happy right get, securing a first job is a dream of many people yeah oh god and, and also uh, i would say i had mixed feelings because getting a job was really a happy feeling for me however i was also nervous at the same time because knowing it was my first job i, I did not know what what to expect uh, because i had never been there in a there professional area yes yes same same i i'm just recalling i, I don't know i think i'm in loss of words right now uh so i interview ha- my interview happened at i think 2 am in the morning uh, because it's an mnc so my last interview was taken by someone from the us it, it was a night call and so i i just finished off with the interview at 4 am in the morning i literally could not sleep but uh, with the very little sleep that i got i woke up and i'm just sticking i'm just sitting next to my phone that i'll be getting a call i'll be getting a call what is the result i was so nervous at that moment and just like continuously watching some of the old television shows just you know to just divert my mind and just to pass the time and it was i think 1 pm when my parents and my brother were having lunch in the living room and i was just sleeping and i i was not even hungry where uh, i i didn't even have food that that morning but still i was not feeling hungry because there was a lot of pressure on my head and then at 1 pm i i get a call and then i get a voice saying that congratulations you've been hired ah, i was literally i was literally silenced for quite a lot of time i'm like uh, literally i'm like really really i i started crying man i was damn that was the happiest feeling in my life i wish yeah. i could record that <laughs> yeah that that must be really satisfying because after yeah. all the hard work and after all these months of desperation and seriously so yeah it must have been really satisfying yeah and i also had to give my interview on christmas night at 12 am wow can you imagine what i must have gone through on new year's eve i was giving interview Uh, so was it new year's eve or christmas eve uh, it was actually new year's eve oh. pardon me for that uh, yeah so it was new year's eve 31st yeah 31st night damn that is crazy man 
yeah and at that time i guess there were certain restrictions but you could have at least hung out with your friends and uh, you know talk Still, with them yeah yeah but definitely this is a higher priority than just chilling out <laughs> yeah and the interviewer he asked me that uh, you have your uh, new year right now it's it's going to be 12 am uh, so how do you feel like you have stuck here with me so i said like it's okay because this is my first priority and right now this this is really important for me to get a job and to uh, 31st to baad mein bhi aayegi like there will be more 31st in future as well yeah definitely but this this is just a one time opportunity yeah exactly yeah crazy uh, fortunately i did not have it in new year's eve i think i had my last interview on 14th of jan Oh yeah, so Uttarayan. Yeah, so that's a kite festival in India. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So now we'll be talking about your experience in the company. I know it's a first job for both of us. Uh, so just enlighten us with the experience until now that you've had in the job. My experience has been really great up till now, mm-hmm. and you must already know that because we have worked a lot together. Yeah. since we have joined yeah and uh, the people here are really supportive they are friendly and mm. even our people managers they are also really helpful they guide us really well yes and uh, this has really been a great journey so far and i am really looking uh, re- forward to this in an mm. optimistic way absolutely i do have the same feeling as well this this journey has been really great so far and i would like to mention a few points that are like a myth that are fed into a student's head when they are in the college you know we've heard this that the corporate life is a scam the 9 to 5 is a scam jobs are scam they are not <laughs> honestly yeah. they are not <laughs> they are not yeah so like people who tell you that you should be doing this instead of working a job are actually scammers themselves because they want to sell you a product that that is like they are selling it for like thousands of dollars and i've seen this on instagram a lot that people sell products for thousands of dollars and then they tell you that this is going to give you financial freedom and working in a job is a scam 9 to 5 is a scam this is absolutely not the case uh, this this is the biggest myth that was busted in my head after i joined the corporate and i would just like you i would just like to tell you guys that if there's this lend feeling in your head that corporate jobs are scam they are not at all they are really a wonderful place if you find the right people as rishab mentioned we have a very supportive team and there's also this thing called as corporate politics so so far in my organization i haven't seen it at all and i realized that there's so many negative thoughts about a corporate world that people have in their head especially students that needs to be busted before they just graduate out of the engineering college or like uh, they graduate out of any stream because corporates are not a scam <laughs> what say man yeah you are absolutely right because if you find a good job and a good good decent company mm-hmm. you'll always have fun you'll be always having fun Yeah. while working so it's not something which is like people scare you but it's nothing like that yeah and just to give you guys a little bit of context on why we have a work life balance 
we have a special team designated to you know just organize events that are mostly fun events or like a, a, you know a break type of events that make sure that you have a work life balance and it really goes smooth there's nothing to stress about corporate life and even if you want to do something in the side you can always pursue it but just get this out of your head that corporates are not a scam they are like one of the most beautiful places to work with especially if you have good people around you yeah exactly and that's why uh, you need to find a good job and a good at a good company at a reputed company so that you never face such kind of things yeah absolutely so rushab i think that was uh, one of one of the best sessions that i've ever had and as i mentioned you are the first guest of journey the podcast how do you feel about it it's been really amazing and thank you for inviting me because uh like i have uh, never been on a podcast before <laughs> so this is my first time so i was truly nervous mm-hmm. but uh interacting with you uh is always fun and it really calmed me down and i'm really lucky that we had this opportunity yes it's even new for me i used to do like youtube videos and stuff but podcasting is something new for me as well um this is the second episode of journey the podcast and i'm really looking forward to you know work with you and i think we'll be working together as hosts and co-hosts for the future episodes so yeah i'm really excited about it yeah okay so before we just log off rushab is there any tip that you want to give to students out there who are applying for jobs paid on campus or off campus and who are uh just about to graduate from a college yeah sure i'll be really happy to do that so as per my experience i would tell you guys that first of all always believe in yourself don't be nervous don't be desperate and be self confident know what's right for you don't just go after uh money or don't just do things what other people say always believe in yourself yeah uh and also like as as i have already mentioned try to search jobs on campus because i believe that's one of the most straightforward ways or if you are not able to do that you can also apply directly on the websites of the companies and it's the most secure and reliable way beware of spam emails messages calls and we have discussed already all of those things in our podcast and lastly mm-hmm. a really important thing as far as i know always talk with your placement coordinators or professors at college they can help you and suggest what's best for you wow i think that's going to be really helpful for the people listening to this podcast and who are searching for the job i do have a few tips from my side as well so i'm being frank if i'm your senior then i think this is a thing that we all know that the exams are online and you don't have to spend much time studying so instead i would like you guys to not just sit and chill but invest that time into learning a skill because in the real world if it doesn't matter that you are a topper from the university or you have failed in the university what matters is your skill set so let's say if you have an interest in an in a skill just try putting in hours into it to master it so that when you come out of the college you stand out from the crowd and you have something to mention in your resume 
this is something that is really important. So yes, just try and build your skill sets. And definitely, if you have the right skill set, and even if you're like lacking in the percentage criteria or like CGPA score, whatever it is in your field, I think you would definitely land a better job than the students who've got more marks and do not have skill set. Because that is what I followed. I practiced the skills that I was really passionate about and that is how I landed a job. That was really nice, Harsh. I am sure that all, all of these tips would help. Yeah, absolutely. So guys, that was it for today's episode. It was really, really fun interacting with Rushab. And I'm looking forward for further more episodes with him. So guys, yes, so if you are watching this, if you're listening to this episode on podcast, make sure you hit the follow button. And we also have an Instagram for this podcast page. I'll link every social media handle in the description box below. I also make vlogs. If you want to check it out, you can go on the YouTube and search for Harsh Makani. And you'll be seeing some of the most weirdest and most of the, some of the most weirdest vlogs in YouTube. That is it. I hope you guys take care of yourself and all the very best from, from me and Rushab in your job hunting. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Yeah, bye guys. All the best.